What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Parapro. What are you doing, Chance? I was posting stuff. You were posting stuff on Tikamatak. I was seeing, I was sending like obscene pictures and stuff. No, actually, I was uh, posting a video we took right before we uh, went live. I was just going to take you seriously. I don't know why there's two microphones in front of me, so I might just turn them both on because whatever. <laughs> you know what it looks like right now? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Sure, it's an awfully big mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get off of TikTok. I'm We're doing a show. I'm off of TikTok. God, what are you doing? <clears throat> Whatever. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. it's uh, yeah, it's just about downloading. So anyhow, okay. So today we're gonna be talking about terraforming Mars because Terra? Jesse. Pick this really stupid topic. I don't know why, but I it popped time. up in the thing, and it sounded interesting, and it is interesting. And uh, <laughs> sounds like my last eight. <laughs> it popped <laughs> up, sounded interesting. <laughs> God, you got issues, <sighs> don't we all? But anyways, yeah. So all kidding aside, actually, uh, it's getting closer and closer to us actually terraforming a planet, and especially Mars. It it's very much within the range of us being able to make it and you know, inhabitable. Elon Musk said that by 2025, we'll be going to Mars. 2025. 2025. NASA says 2040, but, you know. What is ironic is NASA says 2040, and that's when all the world's AI computers, and plus, like, mathematicians from, like, the 18, all the way back to 1800s have predicted <clears throat> that that's when the world will end. GTFO, bro. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> We're going to Mars, and we're not going back. <laughs> yeah, you sound like George W. right there. We're going to Mars, and we're not coming back. We're going to be a multi-planet species. And I'm telling you, it's going to be dramatic and awesome. And we're going to do it in style. We're going to go to Mars. We're going to do it. We really are. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. So. I hope we all die. <laughs> I'm kidding. What all. does Mars and Red Tide have in common? They're both red. Red Tide is the king, it's the key to uh, us terraforming it. Really? Mm-hmm. Could it be... Okay, you got to tell me, what's the reason for it? So cyanobacteria mm-hmm. eat a lot of the, uh, uh, like, there's a poisonous substance. I forgot what it was called already. Good job. Um, <laughs> they... You're so smart. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, but no, they, uh, they produce... Oxygen. Well, mm-hmm. they really feed off, like, really. So. <sighs> I love it when you really put this well thought <laughs> yeah, you know, thing in it. your head together. It's, oh, it's, my goodness. It comes out beautifully. It. No, but it. So, cyanobacteria uh-huh. is related to red tide. It's not necessarily the know. same thing. Yes. But it was thought to be the first thing to produce oxygen on the planet, making it possible for life forms like us to exist. Really? Yes. Okay. So cyanobacteria, algae, stuff like that, (laughs) 
uh, stop looking at me like that. Because <laughs> you're just burying yourself more and more. No, I'm not. This is entertaining for me. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> you're your own little train wreck. It's so adorable. It, it, little microscopic creatures are going to be the key to us living, like living, like going outside and breathing Martian air. Well, living. think about this. It wouldn't surprise me if phytoplankton was involved. Yeah. It's the same thing of what we have here on Earth. Yeah. Phytoplankton feeds off of all the, you know, the the bacteria and everything else. They produce their own oxygen, which is what we breathe. A lot of people seem to think that the entire world, I don't know why a lot of people think this, that we get our oxygen from, like, the rainforest. If you destroy the rainforest, we'll have no more oxygen. Actually, over 70% of our oxygen comes from the ocean. Ocean. That's why you need to protect the ocean. Here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let the rainforest get burnt down and all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no, saying that. I like the rainforest. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that that's not where we get the majority of our oxygen. Majority of our oxygen actually comes from the ocean, and it comes from phytoplankton. Yep. So I have it highlighted here so I can actually okay. read it. Cyanobacteria are the first organisms known to have produced oxygen. By producing and releasing oxygen as a byproduct of photosynthesis, with which they bring in carbon dioxide, which is what mm-hmm. the atmosphere of Mars is, uh-huh. Cyanobacteria are thought to have converted the early oxygen poor, reducing atmosphere into an oxidizing one, causing the great oxidation event and the rusting of the Earth, which dramatically changed the composition of Earth's life forms. All right, now. Booyah! Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you got that. Uh, now, how are they smart. going to? How are they going to take care of the temperature situation and radiation? So. What they're, like, talking about doing is... Come on, Mr. Bill Nye, the science guy. Well, so, between Elon Musk, um, what's his face? Uh, astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, there we go. Okay. And uh, a couple other fellows that I watched, read, researched, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they want to take a solar sail or satellites and reflect the sun's energy at Mars to increase the heat, which will melt the ice caps and melt most of the ice. So... The soil is comprised of anywhere between 1% and 60% water okay. and carbon dioxide. So frozen water and dry ice. So wet mm-hmm. ice, dry ice. And when you melt it, it rises. It goes straight from solid to vapor. Yep. And then that's supposed to be producing the atmosphere. It already has an atmosphere. It's supposed to thicken the atmosphere. But the problem is still being temperature and stuff like that. How will the temperature change because of the distance of the planet from the sun? So to make it livable. Once the atmosphere is built up and thickened, it'll mm-hmm. retain heat better. And that's going to be the key to heating it up. Right now, okay. the equator okay. of Mars yeah. on a good day, yeah. 70 degrees during the day. Really? And then the temperature plummets to 100, minus 100. That's That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going from, uh, I don't know, Oregon to Alaska? or <laughs> That's like my heart after my first breakup. <laughs> I wish I had a song on cue to play. <laughs> she broke my heart. <laughs> like and old... it became like Mars at that time. <laughs> so, uh, and you know what? That will be a future like space country song. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know what? I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I never knew that. I did not know that the equator is like around 70 degrees. I was thinking it was like far cooler than that, and it got really super cold at night. Well, that's a really good day. Okay. That's like the best day on Mars. Oh, okay. <laughs> the absolute high temperature is 70 degrees. <laughs> Which, for Florida, that would be really nice right now. Yeah. Dude, don't get me wrong. You, you and I both, we are outdoor people. We love, you know, the beach. We love the water, all that, you know, the whole nine yards. But, you know, being Floridians and we're, you know, 
here every day when it's hot and all that. We look forward to when it does cool down. It is a nice little break from the heat and everything. I'm so looking forward, man. We're coming up on that weather in the near future. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so. I, I would kill to see a 70-degree day right now. NASA and their infinite wisdom, because they sent the Mars rover. The Mars rover brought something with them. It is a machine that converts CO2 to oxygen. And one machine, and it's scalable, mm-hmm. so keep this in mind. One machine produces enough oxygen for one human indefinitely, and it's scalable to a 100 times that. Really? That's kind of like how the scrubbers work for the uh, rebreathers and, yeah, and the exactly. diving tanks. Yeah, yeah. For, for the rebreathers, not the normal diving tanks. So I think that they're going to wind up sending a bunch of those out there and try to start the process. Really? I mean, already when you scratch the uh, dirt off the ice, mm-hmm. it automatically oxidizes or like evaporates and goes up into the atmosphere. Wow. The big okay. problem with that is the solar wind. Yeah. So without that thick atmosphere, without an ozone layer, all that oxygen, water, ice, mm-hmm. carbon dioxide gets blown away. Now, what about like radiation? Like for us, we have the you know we have our layer. Around yeah, the, the ozone layer. layer. Yeah, the ozone layer to protect us from radiation. <clears throat> Does Mars have that? No. Now, will they have a way to possibly recreate that? The first expedition or colony mm-hmm. is going to wind up being like a bubble, like a biodome type thing. Which I kind of figured that. And yeah, that then makes sense. the after they're saying it's going to take like a thousand years to build up the atmosphere. Well, because I think the magnetic poles have a lot to do with that too. The magnetic poles actually help with the ozone layer and everything too. It doesn't really have that much of a magnetosphere anymore. So it used to be a you know beautiful ball like us, blue ball like Earth. Yeah. And it had thriving it oceans. Ball. Yes. <laughs> so Earth and Mars were blue balls. Yes, two of them. Except okay. one was bigger than the other. So cancer makes sense. Um, <laughs> we're on the cancerous one. <laughs> of course. We Earth has a virus. This is true. <laughs> it's us. It's us. <laughs> but uh after, you know, the core kind of like stopped being molten, mm-hmm. it like wound up allegedly it wound up solidifying. So our core is a the molten core. Molten or, liquid, yeah. Yeah, molten liquid and then you have solid. So it creates a magnetic fear. Mm-hmm. Mag- magnetic fear. Magnetic fear. <laughs> the next horror movie. Um, it's a magnetic field. Coming this summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he did the voice. Magnetic fear. That's Coming to an IMAX theater near you. <laughs> Turn your <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, man. Oh, we wasted too much. Turn around. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we had too much fun before the show trying to make a TikTok. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I can't even take anything seriously. Right uh, I can't now. either. This is one of those shows that we were like, okay, this would be inter- interesting to talk about because we, you know, we're in the, the sphere of paranormal. All right. And we talk about anything and everything that is just not the norm, which is what paranormal means. It means above the norm. And this is definitely above the norm. And this is a reality concept. That we've had in movies throughout the years. I mean, there was even movies about, like, terraforming the moon, you know. And then, of course, you had, like, Total Recall with terraforming Mars of mm-hmm. all places. Yep. You know, stuff like that. Free your mind. Exactly. And But the, the funny part is, is we are coming up in the, the time of, of our, you know, our industrial age of getting close to mm-hmm. actually being able to pull it off. Oh, and that's an amazing thing. And I think 
the only the, thing I don't get, right. I'm sorry to interrupt you on this. Whatever. All right. We already know that probably within the next billion to three billion years, the Earth is going to be destroyed. The sun is going to burn right out. If we don't get slammed by an asteroid first, we are definitely going to get wiped out because the sun is going to burn out and we're just going to freeze up. We'll be frozen ball, just another blue ball, bouncing around space. All right? Now, the thing is, we need to go further than Mars. Yep. And so we need to start working on a concept to get us outside this galaxy to another one. Because the other problem we're running into right now is there is another galaxy that will be transferring through ours in the future. It's going to happen. They they have already discovered that, yes, it's going to happen. Our galaxies are going to mesh and intertwine and pass through each other. Um, could that affect us? Maybe, maybe not. But at that point in time, it's all about just of where we're located. It's all about location, location, location. Yes, yes. You know, either we're going to slam into something while this happens or the sun gets wiped out, whatever, or we keep on going on. Or this other sun from this other galaxy, when it comes through, it gets a little too close, and because of the extreme heat, now we just burn up. Burnt. Yep. Burnt. Well, it's, so you got to think about it like this. We are cruising through the galaxy. Not only are we rotating around the sun mm -hmm. and the moon's rotating around us, and... <clears throat> we're moving through space. So we're not just like the little solar system set up you have in like your elementary school or Yeah, where the ball just sitting still. Yeah, yeah, no. We're flying at like 14 million miles an hour. Yeah, it's called through the ellipse. universe. We're running on an elliptical course around the sun. That hence how we get our different yeah. seasons. And that's the tropical force <clears throat> kind of holds us together while we're hauling tail. Yeah. It's like a propeller on an airplane. Yeah, and at the same time, our galaxy is moving through the universe. Mm -hmm. Now, because of all the elliptical courses of all the planets and everything else, and the magnetisms and everything else of all these different, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm brain farting on the word here, uh, space objects, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Celestial objects. There we go. That's the word I was trying to think of. Celestial bodies. Yeah. yeah. Celestial bodies. That's only next. fans. Um <laughs> So, but as they're all moving through space, they Stupid. are, you know, because of their magnetic courses or everything else, you know, there's a whole lot of science behind this that keeps everything on a particular path. Now, the path of destruction. With our galaxy moving through the universe and these other galaxies obviously doing the same thing, that there is now this potential that we're, well, not potential, it's going to happen, that there, we are going to run into another galaxy. And now, now this is going to happen billions of years, they said in the future. Mm -hmm. they, they will, collide for lack of a better term they're going to mesh and mingle and mix together and have a little get together they're you know it's going to be the catalina mixer <laughs> and uh yeah it may not end well you know so we just got to wait and see what happens yeah no we're we're it's crazy it's super crazy um actually speaking of near earth like planets nearby the closest one is 4.2 light years and it is around, it's called Proxima Centauri B. Yes. It orbits Proxima Centauri about every 11.186 Earth days at a distance about, whoa, 0 0.049 astronomical units, or AU, over 20 times closer to Proxima Centauri than Earth is to the Sun. But it's the closest habitable, almost habitable, like, habitable, habitable. <laughs> It has water, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> it could have water. How about that? So it's a maybe we might be able maybe. to exist we on this planet. We might be able to get there, yeah. But you know what the thing is? That honestly, we're going to have to start taking chances and find out sooner or later. Yes. Because 
a billion years is a billion years. We get that. But honestly, throughout the whole history of time, it's a blink of an eye. It and really is. Plus, stuff happens, dude. Like, yeah. you were just talking about celestial bodies, okay? And the we have things hit Earth all the time. Yeah, we Usually, have things that hit Earth that they never knew was coming. Yeah. They actually, there was that one um, asteroid that they completely missed. The one that went over Russia and destroyed a whole bunch of crap, and that was a small one. Well, not even that one. There was one that was, like, hidden, and we didn't know it was there until, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> whoa, that was close. It literally whizzed by, like, whoo. Yeah, it, it came around from an angle of the sun, which does actually blind our <clears> equipment, <throat> yeah. and they totally missed it. And until it, like, whizzed by us, and it's like, <laughs> great. That was close. <laughs> Sorry. And, and it was a big one. It was like catastrophically big. Yeah, that that would have definitely been and and yeah, that would have done the job. Now it granted w- the odds of us being hit by that is astronomical, but like uh it it's it happens. It happens all the time. I yeah. mean, what are those uh freaking meteor showers? Oh yeah, what meteor do you think showers. that is? Yeah, we get them all the time. <clears throat> But yeah, no, I'm going to let Scotty explain it. No, no, let me stop. No, let Scotty explain it. Yeah, let Scotty explain it. Let Scotty explain it. They're, what is it? Scotty, take it. Trying to hit a bullet with a smaller bullet whilst wearing a blindfold, riding a horse. Those are the odds of being hit by the big one, but it still can happen. Rewind that, crank that up for the people in the back who didn't hear it, because that was actually kind of low. Ah, where'd it go? You don't know how to work volume very well on this thing. I lost it. (laughs) Only you can lose something on the internet. (laughs) I mean, it's the internet. (laughs) It has Google. And you lost it. I was being lazy, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This is going to be one of them shows today. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely going to be one of them there shows. Yep. Definitely one of them there shows. Oh, and a commercial. And YouTube, you found a commercial. Bro, come on. Dude, you had this down, and you had to find a commercial. Yeah. All right, pause it. Crank the volume up. That's cranked. Whoa, okay. that's really cranked. That's fine. Play it. Transwarp beaming is like trying to hit a bullet with a smaller bullet whilst wearing a blindfold, riding a horse. Okay, now you guys get the point. There we go. Yeah. But no, that was literally the best explanation I can think of with it. That's literally where my mind went because, yeah. I mean... Yeah, we're hauling tail through the solar system, spinning like crazy, spinning around the sun, orbiting, all that. Yeah. And we're still getting hit with stuff. All the time. All the time. Most of the time, it flies in the windshield, but... Yeah, we are so getting smacked across the face all the time from these big balls coming from space that we're just not sure of what they are, and they're always constantly hitting us in the face. It's always about the balls with you. I know. So, should we talk about more smart stuff, or shall we continue... uh, Let's move on. That's boring. Let's find something fun to talk about, like death, mayhem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You go to Mars, you'll probably die. You'll probably die. If you take your helmet <clears> off, <throat> you're done. What would happen if you took your helmet off on Mars? So Mars doesn't have – so on Earth, you have 15 pounds of pressure, mm-hmm. 15 PSI, pressing down on you at all times. Yes. Without that pressure, we'd literally fall apart. Like we'd explode. Like vacuum of space explode. Really? Because like – you know how in the ocean the pressure kind of gets too much and you implode? Yes. Opposite. Oh. Kaboom. Turn into a giant water balloon and... Yeah, you'd pop. There you go. You'd literally pop. So that's right. the reason they have to set up an atmosphere. So they would have to have specialized pressurized spacesuits on top of all that to yes. be able to walk around on the planet. Yep. So if it stopped working 
for lack of a better term. You're screwed. Yeah, you're just going to inflate and blow up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you transfer to the surface too fast when you're diving, if you're that far down. Yeah, you get the bends. Yeah, you'll get the bends in. Basically, what it is is you wind up getting air bubbles in your bloodstream that Actually. will cause, yeah, they'll wind up causing a major stroke and killing you like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, which the only way to survive it is if they get to it before it gets to your brain, they can decompress it to break the air bubbles up to put it back into your bloodstream where it is normal to have in your bloodstream. But what happens is when it's expanding coming up, it makes a really big bubble that your body is not supposed to have. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, not good. Um, and then in other situations, if you were like, you know, in a submarine, you're down like way down, like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple miles down. And all of a sudden you rapidly ascent to get to the surface. You will literally, your lungs would inflate and explode before you get to the surface if you do not let the oxygen out on the way. So I'm curious. Shoot. All right. So Mars. With her mask on, riding a horse. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. On Mars. Uh-huh. If and when we do go there, mm-hmm. half the planet's going to be water, half of it's going to be Earth. Okay. We'll wind up living around the equator anyway because humans naturally habitate towards water. True. Especially us. Yes. It's always about the water. Always. So what kind of sea life would wind up happening there? Like, Since obviously it would not have current sea life now, I'm sure that we'd probably wind up bringing our own in supply. But how would it... Imagine what kind of crap would ad- the adaptation... If it just naturally happened yeah. and evolved? Uh, probably I would see it being... It's definitely going to be more fish-oriented than mammal, obviously, because mm-hmm. of the atmosphere. So it's going to be able to breathe through the water, you know, pulling in the oxygen and everything else in order to break it up to breathe uh, like a fish does. Um, they'll probably have their own buoyancy like a fish does. Um, which helps keep them neutral in the water. I, I get that, but what, what do well, you think? What do you think they'll I look think, like? I think that they would have a very <clears throat> thick shell casing, and instead of having typical like scales like we have on our fish, I think that those, because of the atmosphere and everything else, it's going to have to protect itself from you know from radiation. It's going to protect itself from the pressure and everything else, and you know keeping everything in. So I think that it would have a very thick shell. I could see it being like a like a prehistoric dinosaur type fish is what I see. See, I I kind of agree, and I think that its own ecosystem would develop if we did start warming it up, mm-hmm. because like Earth and apparently like the space station, yeah, there are mycelia which produce mushrooms and mm-hmm. they have fungi and they they can be dormant mm-hmm. in any environment. Until the um, the conditions are perfect for them. Yes. So once the conditions get right, you'll have life. Yes. There is life on Mars. 100% life. Oh, I'm sure there you is. Know, it might yeah. be like microscopic life, Yeah. but there is life on Mars. And honestly, there <clears> could <throat> have been life that had been there long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, humans. Yeah. Um, that maybe the atmosphere could have been different back then. Because there are was. things... God, I hiccup. Sorry. There are things that do cause geological geological changes and such that can totally destroy and wipe out the atmosphere. You know, billions of years ago. I mean, we got to think the the universe has been around for. They estimate, of course, this is an estimation. They estimate, of course, I think it's about what fourteen billion years, something like that. I could be off on this. Uh, yeah, Google it real quick. But it's been around for obviously a long, long time. A long, long time. Yeah. So now, with that being said. 
there is a very strong circumstance and chance that there could have been life on Mars previous to now mm-hmm. that has been completely decimated because something happened that changed the environment on that planet. We don't know yet until we finish doing all the research and everything else with the rover and what NASA is doing. Well, and plus they found that face on Mars. It was like a, it was a rock formation, but it was in the shape oh, of a face. Oh, because of the shadowing from the sun. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it looked it like a face. tripped people out, man. They found that door. The doorway entrance yeah. from the Mars rover I mean, that looks like it was cut into the stone. It doesn't look like natural. To so me, it does not look natural. Allegedly, now this is allegedly, and this is yes. uh, conspiracy theorists and stuff. Which is right up our alley. Yeah, of course it is. Yep. But <laughs> so the moon, because we never see the dark side of the moon, is supposedly where aliens have a base mm-hmm. or we have a base. I think it's aliens. Aliens. I mean, I think maybe we share it with them now. Oh yeah, yeah. most definitely. That's why we haven't publicized a moon landing in a long time, and yeah. why we're not in any hurry to go. From the- we need another moon landing moment mm-hmm. for this generation to like inspire people because exploration is what humans do. Yes, I know there's a lot of BS going around about like conquerors and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Most of it, the stuff you don't hear about it was started by people that were like, "What is out there?" Yeah. And that's what we want to know. We want to know what is out there. Yeah. How do we get to it? And how do we live there? Because we, we're going to need to become a, a seafaring species and a multi-planetary species yes. if we're going to survive. What people don't understand, too, for people who are saying, well, why don't, why don't we go and look on the dark side of the moon and find out what's there? It's cold. It's extremely <laughs> cold, for one, because it's facing away from the sun at all times. Mm-hmm. The, the, the moon does not rotate to change with the sun in order for us to see the opposite side of it. So that side of the moon has never seen the sun before. Well, it does see the sun. Well, Lunar eclipse. Lunar eclipse, yes. That would be the only time. But what I'm saying is, for our viewing, it's always away from us, always facing away from the sun. Now, with that being said, there is no light over on that side. Because it's blocking the sun's light coming around it, all right? So, like, basically, you picture a night sky, right? Mm-hmm. We can see the stars in the sky and all that stuff. Now, we also have backlighting at all times on our planet, street lamp lights, all that stuff oh, okay, yeah. around us. Because you know how it is on open water. It's pitch black oh, on yeah. water. No light pollution at all. Yeah, it is It's a whole different dark compared to, like, when you turn the lights off in your bedroom. It is pitch black. The only thing you see is star dots in the sky. Literally, that's it when you're out there on those type of waters. Side note, that's where the pirate eye patch came from because they would literally keep one eye covered so Mm -hmm. when they're traveling at night, they can see at night. Yeah, night vision. So, anyways, so imagine it being that dark at all times on that side of the planet. Um, even using like say night vision, you have to have like a background lighting, you know, coming in in order to produce this. It looks and enhances all the shadows. That's how that's how infrared works. Okay, so if there are no shadows, it's pitch black. Unless you provide the lighting, it's not going to help. Hence, why most of your infrared light beams, like on guns and stuff like that, for shooting at nighttime. They have, they produce their own infrared lighting. It's like a, you flip a switch and it puts a laser dot out there. Now, nobody else can see it, but yep. if you put night vision on, yeah, it looks like a laser beam. You can see it clear as day. Yep. And it does help, you know, produce the extra lighting you need. Um, now, in order to light up the entire side of the moon, you can only imagine how big that infrared beam would have to be. Yet again, solar sail. Yeah. But the problem is keeping it in orbit. Now, they do have, um, 
they have it figured out where they can put something in the uh, sun's gravity well, mm-hmm. like in certain spots, to where they can keep it there in space, rotating around the sun with that planet. Hmm. Interesting. Which is weird. And Mars doesn't have a moon, so the moon takes a beating for us too. Oh, absolutely. Which is it does. why it's not really plausible that like. Excuse me. It's not really plausible that like there's bases on the moon. Yeah, because they get hit by asteroids pretty much every day. Yeah, that's why it's full of craters because yeah. it protects our butts. Yeah, and see the thing that people don't realize too is because the moon does not have the same atmosphere as Earth. So like the meteorites that are coming into Earth that are much smaller, yes, they may be traveling at a high rate of speed, but once they hit our oxygen, it starts building friction. It winds up burning them up before they even hit. Mm-hmm. So they they just destroy themselves. Moon doesn't have that luxury. No. So you have even a baseball, picture a baseball hitting you at 35,000 miles an hour. <clears throat> You're done. You yeah. will explode when it hits. And Mars doesn't have that luxury either. Yes. Now, Earth, when something does come in, yeah, it hits that friction, or it can even glance off like a shield. Yes, it can actually glance off. But if it's big enough... You know, that it can't destroy itself before it actually impacts the Earth at that high rate of speed. That's why when they talk about, like, the planet killers, the ones like, mm-hmm. you know, like in... Uh, what Apophis. Was hey, what was that one movie? Uh, God, with Bruce Willis. Um, Armageddon. Yeah. You know, the, the, the asteroid was, like, what, the size of Texas, I think they said, in, in the movie? Yeah. yeah. So it would take something like that big because it wouldn't be able to break up in our atmosphere. It would still be pretty much the same size when it hits, and especially that that rate of speed. Life that, would suck. Yeah. Actually, it would be over. It wouldn't suck. <laughs> it would be over. Yeah, we're done. The, the only other thing that we have right now that could wipe us out before an asteroid is U.S. Navy. Yes. Yeah, for real. I mean, dude, we got like two two subs alone that basically will... Oh, the nuclear payload. Yeah, that they, they will literally... They can take <laughs> every... like, ma- when is the Navy taking over? What's going on? <laughs> the Navy is like the strongest military unit as far as I'm concerned, and here's why. Two of those subs has enough firepower to wipe out every man, woman, and child off the planet 12 times over. Huh? That much firepower in two subs. They are the apocalypse <laughs> that are that are out there on the water traveling. Okay? Fair enough. Yeah. They they are the floating apocalypse. If they say, hey, we're done with this crap <laughs> and fire everything off, yeah, there, there's no going back. We're done. Can you imagine? It would literally take the mantle off the, the, the mantle that's the first layer on the earth. Yeah. It would be gone. Really? Oh, yeah. It would absolutely be gone. And so we'd turn into what? Like a mini Jupiter? Basically, yeah. I can see it. There would be no proof of existence that we were ever here except for what's floating out in space when it blows out there. Even then, I mean, that would... And half of that would be probably incinerated before it even hits space because of the temperatures and everything else. Well, and everything is in, even though it's in a geosynchronous orbit, the altitude is degrading as time goes on. I mean, even the International Space Station. Yeah. It, it, yeah, pretty much if the U.S. Navy doesn't want you there, you're gone. It's yeah, When it brings in all of its firepower, it's it's done. There was a battalion, all right, uh, I think this was happening, I want to say in Korea, that fired a round, and it hit the side of one of our destroyers. So they opened up nine guns at once, and that full battalion of that enemy, gone. It was just dust. That's all it that was left. The other ship that was with them, one of you know, one of our other ships, you know, going with it, literally sent them a message and it said temper, temper, <laughs> temper, temper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was because one round hit them and injured three sailors. So they're like, "You're done." Yeah. Poof. 
gone. <laughs> so this is where me and apparently the U.S. Navy can get down with that yeah. because I believe in overkill. I believe in a very swift and overpowering reaction to deter further stupidity. There is an old, I want to say it was Apache Indian belief, that if two other tribes were warring on their land, they would kill both sides to achieve peace. I believe it. Yeah, because they believe in... And we talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, overpower, decimation. When there's no enemy left, there is no war. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the intelligent way of going about things. Nope. Because you need a people on the other side to make peace with the other side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 I'm a firm believer in peace. Achieve everything through peaceful means and doing it as often as much as you can. But I do also believe <laughs> that there comes a time and a place where you have to draw the line, and if they cross it, there will be problems. And yeah. we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are certain situations. I am sorry for all the tree-hugging, peacekeeping people out there. Hey, trust me. I would love to be like you. I, and like I would trees. love. I was going to say, I would love the world to be like that, but it's not. There are just some people on the planet that they just they don't get the point, and they're never going to want peace. Uh, I think it's more boredom. I think that's why we need an event like another, like a Mars landing, like us actually going to Mars or something like that. Dude, you want peace in the Middle East? I'll tell you exactly how to achieve it. Give them free cable and air conditioning, and everything will be fine. Give it about six months, they will be calm. Why? It's Are you literally hot. talking about cooling people down? <laughs> Absolutely. It's hot. People He's are miserable, and they got nothing to do. <laughs> He's literally saying cool it. They have air conditioning. They're not primitive. Dude, I've been there. A lot of places don't. Okay. Well, free air conditioning. Give yeah, everybody free air conditioning. Speaking of air conditioning. And food and water, I, so they have plenty right. of food and drink. I've got a soapbox. Yeah. I have a soapbox. And give them cable to give them something to do. Did you hear about California and Colorado? Speaking of air conditioning. Aren't they states? Yeah, I've heard of them. No, what's Shut going up. on? So apparently, people who had uh, like smart thermostats, uh-huh. the government of those states locked them out of their thermostats, locked it at eighty degrees because of the like electricity crisis over there. And you wonder why there's so much crime in Los Angeles. They're hot too. They're hot too. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, there there is a. I'm telling you. Do you know that during the summertime, crime rates go up? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, because people are hot and miserable. Well, that's why they were calling it riot season for a while, because, like, everybody was, like, marching, rioting, protesting yeah, and stuff. Like, every- it's hard to march well, and riot and destroy stuff when it's six feet of snow. <laughs> that is true. So there you go. All, All right. right. Make it snow everywhere. Everybody will chill out. No. No, Literally. we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not snowing here. We don't like snow. No, I don't no. want snow here. I'm in no, snow in I don't Florida. want snow either. No. Yeah. No. The only white I want to see is just on the salt rim on my margarita. That's it. That and tan lines. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Roger that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we forget? <laughs> Damn, it's getting hot again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the only way to true cheap you know, to achieve true peace, honestly, is give everybody free air conditioning and don't make it where you can't move it below eighty degrees. California, Colorado, you you guys suck for doing that to your people. That's you really so, do. Like who does that? Like how fascists? Like, 
there. tyrannical leaders. Fascist. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Done. Well, let's look up the. De- are you literally? Oh yeah, you are. You I are am, literally I am, googling. I am literally googling what fascism fascism is. An <laughs> extreme. Of, <laughs> and this is how much I get into it. Uh, the extreme authoritarianism or nationalism of fascism often manifests as a belief belief in racial purity or masquerades, usually synthesized with some variant of. Re- okay. Authoritarianism. I didn't ask for their origination. I just... Yeah. yeah. What the... You know what? Stop inserting dumb stuff into definitions. That's not cool. I want the definition. Political... I have been dominated by parts of... Just pull up Webster's definition. Wasn't that Webster? That The first one? No. That was... Yeah, the first one was oh Wikipedia. That's why. Told you. Oh, Wikipedia. Come on. Yeah, bro. never go to Wikipedia for any information, especially uh, if you're looking for something just like this. Uh, political philosophy, movement, or regime such as that of the fascisti that exalts nation off and often race above the individual that stands for yeah. a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic social regi- regimentation, yeah. enforceable. So it sounds like suppression of opposition. So it sounds like that without the racism. Yeah. So is that still fascism? Go back to it. It says often about race, not always about race. Oh. And hence, when it said at the bottom, political suppression as well. Oh. And often race above nation and often. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's about the wording, and that's where people slip up. They don't look at the wording. Just like being a lawyer, you got to pay attention to every little detail in a simple sentence. One sentence can totally destroy your case or win you that case hmm. because you got to pay attention to the details. And that's where people screw up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I will never look at it the same way again. All right. Like that? Yeah. Good. Take it. What other weird terms are being <laughs> used right now? Like, I've been so, like, staying out of, like, the political thing until like I heard you mess with, I'm a Floridian okay I mm-hmm. live in Florida you mess with my air conditioning we will literally start a freaking war over this like dude you mess with Florida <laughs> and it's air conditioning you're done you are done you want to talk about a like a revolution that's how you start a revolution of Florida no, 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 take away just, the air it, conditioning it's not even that you forget we have Specom Warfare Command here okay in Tampa oh my god yeah we, we do have the U.S. Navy and the Air Force <laughs> combined down here we will take over and get our air conditioning back. You know those submarines we were talking about? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, parked right off our, the coast. Give us our air conditioning or that happens. Yeah, or we'll really make everything hot. <laughs> it's so. getting hot in here. Uh-huh. We'll burn off all your clothes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You, oh, you can't afford to mess the air conditioning. You're done. Oh, that yeah. is. I want. So I wonder if it's like the uh, whole mass thing that they had going on too. I wonder if they're sitting in like the 63 degree air conditioned house while everybody's up to 80 degrees. Oh, can you imagine walking through your house and seeing that though? I mean, for real. Oh, I would. Bro. And, and you can't do nothing about it. You're trying to make. Do you know you're, how you're calling your air conditioning company? They can't figure it out. And then finally, somebody goes, "Hey, they're remotely controlling your stuff." Yeah. Dude, I'd explode. By order, you know how fast I'd go to Lowe's and get one of those old school like Mercury switch ones. And oh I'd, yeah. I, I'd be yeah. See, people like us, we can take it right out and we can change it, and we will be perfectly. It's not fine. that hard. All you got to do is like cl- wire it up, click it in, good yeah. to go. 
Enough. Or get a daggum window unit. Get two. Yeah. Actually, um, last year, so my brother lives in Washington State, mm-hmm. and um, it they had heat wave mm-hmm. uh, as usual. But uh, they see that's uh, real quick. The funny thing is, everybody thinks it's only in the South that they have the heat waves and all that. No, man, New York gets extremely hot. All of them do. All was, the states up north. I was there. working a tugboat in uh, 2011, and mm-hmm. uh, New York, New York, going up the North River. Yeah. Um, towing a gasoline barge up to Albany. 110 degrees. Dude, yeah. In New I'm, York City. I remember being in, uh, God, where were we? I want to say it was actually in uh, Oman, Bahrain, uh, when I was overseas. And we did the ice run. And that's where we ran five miles. It was, I don't remember the temperature, but it was above 100. Um, and we did five miles. And when you got back, there was a big block of ice. And people were just, we were just laying on it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yeah. They had these big blocks of ice that they had out Where'd there. Where did they get the ice we, from? I don't even remember, dude. It was too too long ago. Useless. But, Freaking yeah. useless. I don't care. But, uh, yeah, we'd be running, you know, hydrating. as even, We'd already be hydrated because in the military, they make you hydrate, right? But, yeah, we'd still be running and slamming Gatorade and water while yeah, we're running. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over 100 degrees. I yeah. mean, I we both worked outside most of our lives. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I yeah. mean, I... Dude, I've done roofing in Florida, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And to even imagine life without, like, being able to go home to an air-conditioning house, air-conditioned house. Murder. Yeah. It's no, going to happen. Absolutely. Even at night. Here at night. I mean, it's been 80, over 80 degrees at night. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, if <clears throat> for us, because it really is true, and I know some people think it's a myth. No, it's true. You do get acclimated to your surroundings. You do. So from us in Florida here, and I'll give you an example. Living in Key West, majority of the time, it's around 90 degrees for most of the year. All right? Now, when it does, in the wintertime, when you have one of those big, massive cold fronts that sometimes blows down and goes all the way down south, mm-hmm. even in Key West, I've got photographs of me wearing, like, like long johns with pants, a shirt, and a heavy jacket, you know, out there on the water because it was that cold. Now, the funny part is the cold temperature was only, like, 55. Yeah, right? that's what exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, because of the fact you get so acclimated to the 90-degree weather for yeah. the majority of the year, that 55 degrees feels like it is freezing to you, and especially because it's an island, man. You've got a constant wind oh, yeah. blowing, too. Well, no, no, and it's, people don't get, like when we used to work together on the boats, yeah. people do not get that it's like 10 to 20 degrees cooler on the water yes. than it is on the land. Yep, absolutely. And to be completely honest, working on land now instead of the water, I miss it. I miss it a lot. You and me both. It's man. hot. It's very hot. At least on the water, we always had a breeze, man. Always. I will literally come back to the shop mm-hmm. and freeze my buttocks off because they have the temperature because there's a bunch of computers and stuff there and servers yeah. and yada yada. I will literally be free- freezing, freezing, because they have thermostats set to 66. Yeah. It's so cold. Yeah, and it's so funny. You know what? You know what? This is hilarious. Like, like I worked for, uh, for like the – not for the cruise lines, but I was a security officer for the pier where the cruise ships would come in in Key West. Mm-hmm. So I was always doing the checking the people off and checking the people on to getting back to the ship, right? We were making sure that whoever's heading to that ship actually belongs there on the way back. And uh, so we'd be out there doing ID, you know, ID checks, the whole nine yards. 
And during the winter time, when the I remember one time when the Sprunk got down there, they had to bring these like you know the portable uh, heaters, you know the ones that light oh, yeah. up and all that, you know for outdoors. Yep. They had to bring those lamp heaters down for us to keep us warm out there because it was getting that freaking cold. Now the funny part is, there were people on the ship that were coming off of it to go out in town to go shopping and all this good stuff. They're thinking Key West, ooh, it's gonna be fun, sunny, warm, and we told them. Make sure you take at least a light jacket with you. Well, why? I'm from New York. I'm from Michigan. Blah, 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 blah. I promise you, take a jacket with you because it's very windy. We're on an island. You have the breeze coming off the Atlantic. It does get a lot colder here, you know, from what you're, what you think because it is a different type of cold. Oh, yeah. Sure enough, these people would get off that ship, go out to go in town. Literally 20 to 30 minutes later, they're coming back and they're like, yeah, we got to go get a, a jacket or something. Exactly. No, yeah, it, every every single time. Every a, single time. A moist cold or a moist warm is totally different than yeah. a dry heat or a dry cold. Yes, it goes to your bones. And that's why, like, Canada is, like, so freaking cold. I mean... That's just their hearts. No, dude. I literally wore, like, five layers of clothing, mm-hmm. all waterproof and quote-unquote windproof. Yeah. It wasn't windproof. Nothing you can do stops it. Yep. And I'm literally, I got Canadians on another tugboat watching me, laughing hysterically as I drink habanero sauce to try to warm up a little bit. <laughs> like, I mean, bro. I know no. a lot of people go like, you know, oh, that's a myth, you know, about drinking alcohol to stay warm and all that. Is it a myth? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it does mentally help you stay yes. warm. It's, it's the mental effect that makes you feel better. And uh, like drinking hot coffee. Drinking hot coffee when you're cold. You know, does it help? Yeah, actually a little bit. But it's not like going to be warming up your whole body and keeping you warm and all that. But it does give you that warm feeling in your stomach and everything else. It does help keep your core feeling warmer. Yeah, it does. So there is a heat transfer that takes place. Yes. Now, do you have to let it out more? Of course you do. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a heat transfer. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Humans are giant radiators. Oh, Absolutely. I used to hate it, man, when we were doing like a, you know, PT when it was like snowing out, like when I was stationed up north in the, uh, uh, for boot camp. And it was like 18 degrees out. And I, I remember like them working us out to a point we started sweating. And then when we were marching back to our barracks and you got back and everybody looked like an icicle because you had your sweat and everything, it froze to you and it turned into like frost on your mask and everything else, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was funny because that's, that's besides the time I was in Klamath Falls, Oregon, that it started to snow and it just kept on snowing for three months. And yeah, after, after that, I hate snow. I cannot stand snow. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, don't take your air conditioning. Yeah. So warning to the wise, keep your smart devices, but keep them out of your locks and out of your uh, thermostats because, I mean, let's be real. If they can control your thermostat, they can unlock your house and walk right in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, legit. Like, I never even – I thought about it, and I thought it was just, like, BS, and it was just, like, whatever. You know, it is what it is. And they, mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't do that. They couldn't get away with that. Well, apparently they can and are and doing it. So, uh, yeah. nope. Dude, I, like, for the longest time, I always thought it would be, like, really cool to have a smart house. Like, we have the uh, – the Alexa Echo all over our house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Wiretap. Gotcha. Alexa, play Jimmy Buffett. Or Alexa, play Jimmy Buffett. I want to see how many people right now have their Alexa. So many people do that. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's awesome. 
Uh, so, anyways, we have the the uh, the echo around the house. We've got the video screen too, where we can actually see each other talking to each other from different rooms and all that. Now, you well, you haven't really actually been to the new house. You haven't been no, there. No, I haven't. So we have it's a townhome. So you have the garage, which is technically on the first floor. Then you have like the living room, kitchen, you know, dining room area, all that's on the second floor technically. And then the third floor is like where we have the bedrooms and all that. So where the magic happens. So we had these. Alexa echoes from like in every room, like the garage, the kitchen, you know, each of the bedrooms, even the bathroom. Now the bathroom, we have the video monitor, you know, closed where it's shut off where nobody can see you, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But like, like I've had times where like, you know, Stephanie was taking a bath and I was downstairs and she wanted me to bring her up something like, you know, her tablet because she wanted to watch something while she was taking her bath and she would call me on the Alexa device, you know? So that's why we have it in the bathroom too. Now it was so funny because (laughs) There is times, I'm telling you, your Alexa does listen to your conversations at all times. It does. Because it has to monitor everything you're saying to know when you are speaking to it. Exactly. And that's why I turn Siri off on my phone and everything. And that's why you'll get these weird ads all the time that you're like, man, I was just talking about that. How did they know? Well, that's why. Because they're constantly listening to your conversations. Yes. Now, anyways, we thought about attaching those to like door locks, everything else. Absolutely not. And I was like, nope. Uh, Yeah. I'm No. I like just the plain old deadbolts and all that good stuff. I, I, I'm not going to have smart locks in my home. I wouldn't mind having like a, you know, for like maybe, let's see here, um, kitchens, you know, kitchen stuff would be kind of cool. It it doesn't, so it works, but it doesn't work. Um, Or maybe I'm just too low tech to figure out how it works and we'll just figure it out as we go. Um, we have a smart oven. Mm-hmm. And we can... How smart is it? Okay, it's go. not that smart because you have to turn it on manually, but then like you can shut it off remotely, which is cool. It is smart. Which is actually cool in case you forgot to turn it off yeah, and leave the house. Exactly. So that's cool. Makes sense. All but right. um, I'm bringing, it, for that. bringing it full circle, technology, and especially smart technology, mm-hmm. would be the most potential way for us to start terraforming another planet and start bringing it to be a more hospitable situation for us because if we utilize this AI and all these smart devices to go ahead and start mining and like getting all the carbon dioxide and dry ice and okay. wet water and melting it and producing oxygen. Just don't let California or Colorado run it then we yeah. No, let them run it. There's no people to like lock out of their AC. It's just robots to control. Yeah, but automatons. Even, okay, what do you keep your AC <clears throat> set at? Be honest. What do you get? What do you get? Seventy-four. Seventy-four. That's about the same as us. Seventy-four, seventy-three degrees around there. Now, in our house, it's so weird. I think it's because of our bedrooms being upstairs, and we do live on the water too. Um, The we have it set at like seventy-three, seventy-four degrees, like you said. Around that's about the normal we usually have it. Maybe right at seventy sometimes because I like it really cold when I sleep. Oh yeah. But man, I wake up in the morning sometimes, and it feels like it's like fifty. Five degrees in that room because it's like ice cold. Well, that's because when you sleep, you like you. I know for a fact because you're just like me. You produce a whole heck of a lot of body heat. Yeah, big time. I literally yeah, have Stephanie, to. Stephanie said I make her sweat. Yeah, in a good way. No, um, <laughs> I make her sweat sometimes at night when I'm sleeping. Besides other times, you know, when the magic's happening. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It just reminded me of a song. Alexa, play. Let's get it on. 
Got to set the mood for all the people listening right now. Uh, da, na, 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 na. <laughs> that saxophone uh, thing that they always play on, like, uh, what is it, like, Family Guy and everything, everything. Oh, God, it's actually Kenny G, though. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I'm just saying. Um, but no, AI and all this autonomous, like, remote-controlled and stuff, smart items... <laughs> I'm so tired. Unlike us. <laughs> <coughs> will be the key to us living somewhere else. Yeah. Now, I didn't even think about this, but there's an ethical issue with that, whether, you know, we'd be destroying the planet. But um, we're probably not going to be here in the next uh, 20 to 2 billion years. So, yeah, more uh, than likely not. Let's yeah. try it. Because, you know, between 2040, when the world supposedly is going to end, and, you know, 2 billion years from now, when the sun burns out... We're not going to care that it's not, you know, ethical. We just want to live. If it's possible for the all these numbers to be correct and the Earth is destroyed in 2040, what do you think is going to be doing it? Do you think it's going to be like an environmental issue that kills us off? Do you think it's going to be war that kills us off? Do you think it's going to be an asteroid hitting us? It, let's just, for argument's sake, let's say that all the machines, all the people doing the mathematical equations were correct. 2040 is doomsday for us. It's when we're done. Clock is up. So I think it's going to be a combination of things. I think it's going to start with war mm-hmm. because that's going to distract us from everything else. We're going to be so focused on killing each other yep. that we're not going to be focused on – we're not going to be looking up, as it were. Yep. And then we're going to get hit by you know not even a planet killer but like a cataclysmic event that's going to like wipe out something. Yeah, probably and, like a third of the planet or something. Yeah, a third okay. of the planet. And then that's going to, like, devastate a third of the ocean, which is going to devastate a third of the plants and a third of the people. And then it's just going to be all downhill from there because all that death and destruction is going to just screw us up, and that's the end of it. I mean, you can't be trying – think of, you know, people like you that have come back from war mm-hmm. and that have, like, wicked PTSD. They're not necessarily, like, 100% – they're not going to tolerate your crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, at that point, and I hope it's not a thing in, like, the grand scheme of things currently, but with all the BS that people are doing because, you know, we're – the newest generation is kind of softer than we were in times past. hmm That, like, we got a lot of mouth. Because there's never been really consequences for our actions. Well, and the problem is that a lot of people, because they are more... Okay, I am honestly, I'm putting this out there right now. I am not making fun of anybody. I'm not, okay? But to be fair and to be real, a lot of people are a lot more sensitive nowadays and get more offended and upset by things a whole lot easier than like my generation did when I was growing up in you. All right? But, But let me finish here. Okay. So I think that we are producing more PTSD out there because they're not used to being able – you have to – in order to get through life, you have to have a certain level of thick skin. Mm-hmm. You do. You absolutely do. I don't care what people say about, like, we all need to be learn to be kinder. Well, you know what? It's not going to happen. I'm telling you. It's just not. There are jerks out there regardless of what you believe. There absolutely is. I don't care how much you try to force it on everybody else. And when you do try to force it, you now become the bad guy. And All right? Which is literally what I've been seeing a lot of lately. It's usually the people because I go to visit people at their homes. Yeah. And it's usually the people with the signs that say be kind that are literally the meanest. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like it I, 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 don't, so weird. I don't get what's going on with it, and it's not. I don't think it's a political thing. I think it's. Yeah, it's a, not political. At all. I think it's a societal thing, and I think it's because you know. We have air conditioning. Yeah, it's so keep I, keep yeah. keeping it at <laughs> I, I think it's one of those. It's like be kind or we'll kill you. You know that that's their mentality. Well, that, that's well. I mean, we'll beat you over the head with it repetitively. That over literally and over. used to be the maybe maybe you know what maybe that's what we need because like back in the day it's like speak softly, carry a big stick. Yeah, absolutely. So like maybe that's their ver this today's version of speak yeah. softly and carry a big stick. Hold a sign that says "Be kind," and if they're not, beat them with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in school, in middle school, I got bullied. When I was in middle school, I I had to go to a a you know everybody gets bullied. Well, I had to go to a a special school, and I'm not talking about like you know special school. I'm referring to as it was a dropout prevention school because I was getting a lot of trouble, a lot of mischief, skipping school and stuff like that. Okay. Half these kids that I went to school with in middle school looked like they just got out on parole. Okay. I was a normal kid. Yeah, I had my issues of skipping school and getting it. But mine was not bad. I was honestly, I was going to the beach. That's what I was doing. Okay. Now, I go to this school. I got bullied relentlessly by these kids who were much bigger, much older, who probably shouldn't even been going to that school. You know, they, they were shaving already. Okay. Wow. I was shaving in high school. No, middle school. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm being dead serious. All right. So, and, and, and for me, well, I had a mouth on me. Yep. So there was times where I should have probably just was like when they picked on me, so just let I. it go. I was like, nope. You know, I would argue back and then I'd wind up having to fight three people. All right. So I got beat up a lot when I was in middle school. All right. Picked on relentlessly the whole nine yards. But you know what? As I got older, I got thicker skin. Mm-hmm. All right. Then, of course, I wind up, of course, getting bigger, too. <laughs> you know, I hit that growth spurt. So by the time I got to high school, I wasn't picked on so easily at that point. And, yeah, I had a lot of pent-up frustration that I put out on people. Um, but I never was a bully. I, I hate bullies, always have, always will. And I definitely am one of those people that believe firmly in defending those weaker than you. That is my, that's my rule. Well, because you've been there. And yeah. I think those, I think those experiences. Yeah. Build character for people because... And it does because... And I'm bringing that up. The reason why I was bringing all that up is because now whenever somebody does like try to be rude with me or whatever, like you know how we are picking on each other. Oh, yeah. And, we're relentless. Yeah, we are relentless. I mean, come on. my One of my brothers is John Rusnick. I mean, come on. So, yeah. I mean, the guy who called me 830 on a Monday morning to or a Sunday morning to wake me up just to tell me I suck and then hang up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's true. That is not a lie, all right, or an exaggeration. <laughs> I literally call friends of mine, call them up and say, F you, and then hang up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and we'll do it like 6.30 on a Sunday morning. But uh, but the thing is, is because it, we had this thick skin that that type of stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. And now there are a lot of people out there, and unfortunately most, most of us younger generation, that they – they get told to be so nice so much. I know I'm trying to catch up real quick and trying to be, you know, told to be nice so much and all that that, that they really, they can't handle when something bad does happen. Yeah. It, it's too much for them. Yeah. No, and they feel sucks. like words are actual violence instead of violence being actual violence. And yeah. that's unfortunate. And I think uh, between inspiring people to go elsewhere and explore and learn yeah. and having to be tough to do it, yeah, that's why you put your kids out in nature. Yeah. Let him see a bobcat or two. Maybe a mountain lion. Let him fight one. <laughs> fight a mountain lion? <laughs> well, you want to be tough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay.
All right, we got like 30 seconds. So have a great weekend. Have a great holiday weekend. Don't let your child fight a bobcat. I was kidding. Or a mountain lion. <laughs> Don't smoke crack. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> have a good weekend. <laughs>